Before we get started with today's episode, if you resonate with any of the topics discussed during the podcast, you will love my six-week Set Your Mind to It one-on-one coaching program. This program is designed to give you the support you need to help find your purpose and redirect your life so that you can create the life of your dreams. Head over to my Instagram at Michaela Campbell or click on the link in the show notes to head to my website where you can book in a free one-on-one coaching call to find out more about how I can support you to create your dream life. Hi, and welcome to episode 49 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back for another episode. I had a lot of trouble coming up with a topic for this week's podcast episode, so I thought I'd just give you a little recap of kind of how I got to this podcast idea, and then we'll dive right in. So over the past two weeks, I have just been feeling really overwhelmed. There was nothing in particular that I could put my finger on, even thinking back. There's not one particular issue. I was just really overwhelmed, a little bit fixating on problems that were coming up, but also not really doing anything about it. Just feeling like I had a lot of little things on my to-do list. And I've done an episode before on overcoming overwhelm, so I'm not unfamiliar with strategies that work for me and things that I can do to implement them but I wasn't implementing them and I was just getting a little bit stuck in the rut put off this podcast episode and I was still doing the things that I needed to be doing still showing up for my clients still doing my social media and that typically is the things that has given me the overwhelm like the stuff around business because for me starting a business doing coaching basically starting a whole side hustle from scratch. I have no idea what I'm doing. So that's generally where my overwhelm comes from. But I was doing the things I needed to be doing, but still feeling really overwhelmed just with lots of like life admin and just feeling like I had so much to do, not enough time, feeling like I was always on the back foot, not getting enough sleep, not prioritizing all the things that I know I need to do to make me feel good. Like I literally have a checklist. I wasn't using that. Wasn't getting to bed on time. Like I said, I wasn't practicing any meditation. Still haven't gotten that back in, but we're trying not to be all or nothing. So it's just finding that bit of balance. And I've spoken in other episodes about a struggle with finding balance. And I was just getting pretty fixated on not being able to find balance, which sounds ironic rather than taking action on the things that I needed to do to feel more balanced, like ticking off some of the things off my to-do list and not even knowing all the things that needed to be on my to-do list. Like I kept on getting so overwhelmed that I couldn't even think about all the things that I needed to do. And I even felt that happen today when I had a block of time this afternoon. I was like, okay, I've done my coaching calls this morning, which are always so good. Like I love that. Then the afternoon opens up. I'm like, I have so much to do and I do nothing. I don't know if you can relate, but I struggle with that so much and I did an episode I remember during when I had COVID after that an episode on you don't need more time and I can link it in the show notes because I found that even though when I had seven days of free time like (laughs) literally so much time on my hands I still didn't do all the things that I needed to do and I find that on the days like this when I have a few hours free 
I'm someone who's always thrived under pressure. I've always created these pressure pot environments for myself where I have to work or else the lid will blow. And I tend to thrive in those environments. And it's not a healthy way of getting things done. So I've tried lots of strategies. I work from a calendar. I block out time. But on days like this, when I don't actually block out everything, I've got just the to-do list. I get super overwhelmed and do nothing instead, which is very counterintuitive, but it just seems to be what happens. Just get a bit of paralysis around it all. So I thought last night, actually, it wasn't even a thought. It's more just a like a brainwave of like, oh my God, I've got an idea for this podcast because I always want it to be like a good episode, of course. Like it would be silly if I didn't want it to be a good episode, but sometimes I have this inkling that if I sit down and talk, it would be for no purpose. Like I'm not really sharing anything new or anything learnt and maybe that's just in my head. Maybe I could still sit down and do a good episode, but I just didn't feel inspired. Like I didn't feel like I had something to share. Hopefully that makes sense. But then last night when I was out walking, I don't know why, but something clicked. Oh, was it Monday night? It was Monday night. I apologize. I was busy last night. Actually, no, I wasn't. I was lazy last night. (laughs) Anyways, Monday night. It's Wednesday, by the way, when I'm recording this. I just got this sudden insight into, oh my God, I have actually started to get a little bit on top of this overwhelm. And so there's been a few areas that this has popped up in. For me, it's been my finances. I So I'll give you a full recap because story time, what else is this podcast for really? <laughs> but anyway, you might be able to relate. That's the only reason I share because if you can pull some parallels in your own life, then hopefully you can connect with it and go, ah, oh, that's showing up in my life in this way. I can see the similarities. So I'm in the process of building a house, which is exciting, but also a little bit hard because I'm still renting and that means I'm paying my rent and it was fine at the start because it was only interest payments and it still is only interest payments on the mortgage while the house is being built. So it's progress payments for anyone who has built, which means there's four payments. They come kind of like quarterly increments. So basically you've got a couple of hundred thousand dollars on your mortgage and every couple of months it goes up (laughs) by a hundred thousand dollars and you're still only paying a very small percentage of interest, but you pay a monthly chunk. So it ends up being a decent chunk out of the bank account starting to rack up. And basically with the way that the world, the economy, the trade industry, I don't know what it is with building at the moment, everything is pushed back and it's all delayed. And basically that means I'm paying even longer for a mortgage when no one's in the house and I'm not able to pay that. I'm basically paying two lots of rent slash mortgages. So that's one thing of overwhelm in terms of just being a little bit on the wire about being able to juggle all those finances. I've always been really, really, really excellent with budgets, if I do say so myself. Like I managed to save up by myself to get this house. Like it's something I'm really proud of that I got the house when I set my goal for. Like I said on this podcast episode, it was one of those goals that I set my mind to. And it's just been something that I've never, ever felt stressed about money but I started to feel a little bit overwhelmed managing the mortgage and the rent in addition to buying a car. I currently, and this, I was thinking this this morning, I was like, this is nuts. I've got two cars, no loans on these cars sitting at my house. I don't know if I should be sharing on the podcast. I don't think anyone knows where I live, so no one's going to steal the cars, but (laughs) 
I've got these two cars sitting here and one is not selling. It's not moving. That is normally my emergency fund. So I like to have a buffer. I've always, always, always had a buffer. And that car is sitting there with basically all my emergency fund, aka money, being the car, which is not um, a liquid asset per se. It is a very physical asset. (laughs) So I was thinking I've got the money in assets. Like at the moment, I guess kind of asset rich um, comparatively to where I was maybe like a year or two ago, but, uh, tight on the budget. So anyways, the only reason I go into that is because I think there is a lot of people that probably feel that burden of financial stress. And for me, it's kind of new and I am very blessed for that and very privileged that that hasn't been a big stressor before, but I've also always lived on like budget, like uni student mindset, very, very tight with my money. And I've done an episode about an abundance mindset where that's been something I've been trying to be more abundant and free with, which is then a little bit tricky when there is not a lot of money to throw around. So that's been one overwhelm area. And then work, just trying to find a balance between working three different jobs. My life, I like it busy. It's always the first thing I tell people about me. They're like, oh, so like, what do you do? Oh, I've got three jobs and oh my God, you're busy. I'm like, yeah, but I like it that way. I really do enjoy being busy. I've had conversations with my coach about this, how I always make myself busy. And then I had the realization that I actually like being busy. And I know I've done an episode on saying being busy isn't a good thing, but I do enjoy it. And there's this, just this fine line of, being busy doing things for the sake of being busy and not dealing with emotions. And there's being busy doing things that you love and enjoy and that are aligned with your values. And I was thinking about it and I had this insight. Again, this is quite a lot of story time, but I'll bring it all back around full circle. I promise. I'll try to anyway. But basically, I was thinking about what would my ideal work life balance schedule be and I just thought I actually don't want a day off like we're taught and this might be something I'll change my mind on in a few weeks or a month you know it's not concrete but I just kind of thought we're so taught that doesn't make sense but you know we're taught that we're supposed to work five days a week don't work more than 40 hours because we work so hard to get these rights to not do more than 40 hours and I am definitely one for working smarter, not harder and not having to trade time for money. I'm very much about trading value for money. Like that's where I think that everyone should aim to get to in terms of business and that's how we should transact because the other way is not sustainable, I think. But I was thinking I love coaching I would be so happy to do that every morning, like seven days a week and have the afternoons off for myself. I've been trying so hard to find this balance of, oh, I can only work five days because I've got to have two days off. But it's based off this old notion of like nine to five days and you only have the weekend and you get the evenings off. But that's so not the only way anymore. There is other ways that you can create your life to suit your schedule. So literally for me, my ideal schedule is getting up at the same time every morning I used to have to get up really really early for work so I 
scaled that back so I don't have to do that anymore. So I can get up at the same time, 5.30 every morning, go to gym at 6 a.m. So I've got a very set sleep routine, which works the best for me and my circadian rhythm. I've really found that I need to get to bed at the same time to get up at the same time. I know that works. And then I know that I feel the most productive and the most energized in the mornings. So I can get the best work done. And so I like doing my coaching calls then because I'm in a good energy. I don't like having to wait until the end of the day to do a coaching call. I like doing it in the first part of my day. That's just me. And I realized, I was like, okay, that's my Wednesdays. And right now I love that. Like, that's really cool. Get home, shower, jump into coaching calls, and then I can walk through this afterwards. Like, I really like the way that breaks up my day. And then I've still got the afternoon to do what I want. And at the moment I'm working in the afternoons at my other job. But I thought I could actually do that. Like for me, that's a really sustainable routine that I could do. And this is only an insight I had a few days ago, not long. And maybe that's contributed to like releasing a bit of the overwhelm. And so, you know, think outside the box if you're feeling a bit of overwhelm as well. There's not always just one way out of this. But I was just thinking that I could create a schedule that suits me that is you know, working every morning and I could still, I've worked out, I could still make more money than I could like doing five days a week, but working all day, like just doing more intensive blocks in the morning, but doing that more often because that's what I would like to do. Like I would be happy to do that because one, it doesn't feel like work. And if it is work, which it is technically like it's earning me money. I love it. Like I wouldn't call it work like that. I just feel like it has a negative connotation. I just enjoy doing that. And I was thinking I would be happy to do that. And so there was just a little bit of overwhelm between managing those three jobs and fitting in all those hours to then realizing that it can suit me. It doesn't have to fit the mold as long as it aligns with my values. And sometimes we do things that don't align with our values and we give them more time and they drain us. Whereas if you're doing things that align with your values, oftentimes you can actually do it and you won't burn out. Burnout, I think, happens when you're not doing something you love or you're doing something you don't love rather than using that double negative there. (laughs) So it's just something to think about. If you're in overwhelm, is it because it's not in alignment with your values and things that you love doing? Is there something you can change there? And if not, I'm going to give you the four things that have worked for me this time around. And it's actually four A's. So this episode is four A's for overcoming overwhelm overwhelm tongue twister (laughs) but this is what worked for me these past few weeks and it was a gradual process this is why this podcast episode took a few more days than normal to sit down and record because this has been probably the process I've been going through over the past two weeks and these podcasts come out every fortnight so here we are anyways let's get jumping (laughs) my tongue my, my words today are not it anyways The first one, so four steps. The first step is to acknowledge. And with that, I mean, I want you to acknowledge your feelings and let yourself feel. Don't try to argue with reality. So that's my second step. They're going to all blend into one really. But the second part after you've acknowledged, so I want you to identify and acknowledge what feeling you are having. Is it overwhelmed? Can you be more specific Use your language to put words to your feelings so that then you can identify and process and release. 
The second part of that is to accept. So that's your second A. Don't argue with reality. There should be no shoulds. <laughs> that's there you go, catch twenty two. As soon as you have should in your vocabulary, you're arguing with facts and what is. And you don't want to play the victim. And when you use the word should, you're arguing with reality and therefore you become the victim. So for example, oh, I shouldn't have to work Sundays, for example. I say that because I'm currently working a lot of Sundays by choice. But I think about that when I tell people I'm working Sundays, they're like, oh, that sucks. And a lot of people would maybe think, oh, I shouldn't have to work Sundays. That would suck. I'm not telling myself that I shouldn't because I am volunteering to do them. And therefore, I'm not suffering. I'm not making myself a victim of having to work that shift. And therefore, I go in clear, free. The situation is neutral. It's not a negative situation where I go in feeling like, oh, I've got to work. This is so annoying. I have to. I've got to. Anything that you tell yourself you have to do, you're again, you've always got a choice. You're arguing with the fact of what is. So accept that. If you're feeling overwhelmed as well, if you're telling yourself, oh, I've got to do this, I have to do this, I should do this, and I'm guilty of it. Like I'm aware of these things theoretically, but I'm not always great at putting them into practice. So acknowledge that you're choosing to do all of these things. These are the things that you want to do for X, Y, Z. It even sounds crazy, but I remember hearing this example in a podcast and I just don't think that it really resonates with everyone because it really is controversial. But this idea that you don't have to do anything, even if you've got kids, right? You're a mother or a father, you've got kids. They would say, I have to look after them. I've got the kids. I have to look after them. Actually, no. Like I said, controversial, but you don't have to. You are choosing to based on your own values and your morals. And a lot of people would agree that you probably should do that. But again, this is all based off the thoughts and perspective of society. There are parents that don't look after the children, that give them up or that neglect them. It's a sad reality, but that is a fact that it is a choice for people to choose to parent their children, right? You look at, you know, separated or single parents doing it on their own. The other parent may or may not have chosen to not be involved, right? There is a choice. So even when it seems like there isn't, like I've got to look after my kids, that's your language around it. You actually are choosing to. I use that extreme example because that is one where it seems like it should be black or white based off widely accepted morals that most people would go, oh, you should do that. It's like, yeah, well, society says you should, but at the end of the day, you are in control of your thoughts and you can choose whether you agree with the widely accepted values and morals that you should do that, right? And then that makes it easier. If you can see and understand that concept, even when it seems controversial around something like that, that is widely accepted, then it's a lot easier to accept when it's a slightly more trivial matter, like working or having a to-do list, like having to clean the house. Oh, I should clean the house. Oh, I have to clean the house. Yes, those are things that you might feel like you should do. Again, should. That's because you've been conditioned for that, for whatever reason. And it probably serves a purpose. Not always a bad thing, but again, it's a choice. Based off what your values are and your morals, 
there is a reason why you feel like you, air quotation marks, should do it. You're actually choosing to do it because maybe one of your values is like discipline and organization and, you know, being efficient and having a clean and tidy house like works in with that there's all these reasons why so when you feel overwhelmed it can be really helpful to accept that you're choosing to do it all don't argue with reality there is no shoulds don't be the victim acknowledge that so again going back to acknowledge that you're choosing to do it all and let yourself feel that emotion not telling you that you are not feeling overwhelmed but just that you're choosing that all these things are things that you want to do and let yourself feel the overwhelm. Oh, like I've got a lot to do or I have a lot that I want to do. It's probably, again, like I'm not perfect at this. I can even catch myself out as I say these things. But let yourself feel that emotion of overwhelm or stress or anxiety or guilt or frustration, annoyance, whatever negative emotion is coming up, like acknowledge that Let yourself feel that feeling in that situation. If there's a problem or overwhelm, whatever's going on, acknowledge it, accept it. And then the third step is to ask. So the third A is to ask yourself better questions. This has been one of the biggest takeaways from my personal development journey, listening to podcasts and things is our brain is always thinking, running through thoughts and questions, right? We can either ask ourselves good questions or bad questions questions that empower us or disempower us right so if you're in a situation that is overwhelming you or that feels really tough or tricky ask yourself how can I improve this situation what is the solution to this rather than just thinking oh this sucks I'm so stressed oh my god I can't deal with this I don't know what to do this is one that I do and revert back to I think quite a lot I don't know that is one of the most (laughs) disempowering statements because if you want it badly enough you can figure out how you can figure out the knowing part of it saying I don't know is not an empowering statement it's like the most disempowering thing because then it's not putting you in a problem-solving state I've even got on my little my mirror I was going to say my board but I've got a few affirmations and one of them I added so I have five and I added the sixth one was I am solution orientated because that statement then gets you in a mindset of looking for solutions rather than being the victim of problems right and I love that idea because If I think that I'm solution oriented, then I'm always going to be looking for the solution because I'm always going to acknowledge and accept that there is problems. Life is 50-50, good, 50% bad, which means 50% problems, right? But if I ask myself, what is the solution to this? I'm going to feel way better about that because I can either get other people in to help, I can either implement some solutions to that. And that's the fourth step, the third A. Oh my God. Oh, someone put me to bed. It's only like 2 p.m. <laughs> the fourth step, not the third step. The fourth step, the fourth A, there we go, is action. Implement the solution. So ask yourself excellent questions. And once you've got an answer, put the answers into actions, right? 
that is the solution to overwhelm is taking action that is what that emotion is trying to prompt you to do if you're feeling so overwhelmed it can sometimes work the opposite way and put you into a complete state of paralysis because you're so overwhelmed but if you work through this acknowledging that feeling accepting it and don't argue with it don't say i shouldn't have to do this don't be the victim once you've accepted it ask yourself the questions to find a solution and then implement take action on the solution if you do that acknowledge accept ask an action you will get yourself through this process the reason I know this is because this has been me and it is me always and this isn't going to be a oh okay I know this once and great I'll never have to deal with overwhelm again no this is a tool that you're going to use every time you feel it because it's going to keep on occurring you might get a lot better and not get overwhelmed over the same things but maybe your problems get bigger maybe you get really good at problem solving little things right you can come up with all the solutions like this 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 but then you elevate and upscale your life and all of a sudden you've got bigger problems so you need to find bigger solutions so you've got perhaps more overwhelm sorry but it's a possibility but you have the tools to again implement each time you level up i did a video a little reel on this on always wanting the next level always wanting to improve your mindset wanting that next level if you're the person and if you're listening to this you are that person you're going to be leveling up getting that next level but each new level comes with a new problem and new overwhelm i have definitely found that each time i think yeah i got this shit figured out i end up just back at square one but it's a different square one you know like it's level one square one then it's level two square one (laughs) it's level three square one and you go all the way through your squares and you get back to the next level right So I think my life probably looks dramatically different from the outside and internally it doesn't feel that different and I think you hear that all the time with people having milestones that they want to achieve, certain success they want to get. They get there and they still feel the same, like people want to earn, you know, $100,000 and then they get that and it's like, oh, that feels the same as like earning $60,000 or it might be starting their own business versus being employed by someone else or buying the house versus renting, like all these things, like these goals that we strive for, we get them and like, ah, it doesn't change how we feel for that long. You might get those couple of minutes, maybe an hour of like being ecstatic and feeling really great and be like, ah, all those endorphins are flowing, you're feeling really, really content and accomplished and then it disappears and you go back to the same person you were just before you had all that rush of endorphins you're like, ah, You can feel maybe a bit prouder of yourself, but that day-to-day, the state that you're in doesn't change a hell of a lot. And so your go-to emotions, even though you've got different external situations, unless you've like mastered the practice of meditation and being really zen, you'll still have problems and you'll still have the same emotions just to different situations externally. And I think that's something I'm definitely learning and working through time and time again and I've said it before and I'll say it again is that when you're going and doing personal development and self-improvement it feels messy it feels shit and I was literally saying this to one of my clients today is that it's going to feel worse when you're trying to improve yourself than when you're not when you're not trying to improve yourself you're not as aware of all the shit you've got going on that you want to improve and you aren't 
aware of all your issues and maybe the areas that you feel you are lacking in. As soon as you start to do the work and look internally, you feel all of these emotions and it brings up a lot more. So sometimes it can be harder and you think, oh, shouldn't this feel better because I'm improving myself? Nope, (laughs) it doesn't. It can feel worse and hopefully the goal is maybe it does feel better in the end, but it's never about that end destination because we never get there. It's always constantly moving those goalposts of what we're trying to attain and achieve and feel. So you've got to learn to have good tools throughout that process and as cringy as it sounds, enjoy the journey because there's going to be ups and downs the whole way and I thought like thinking back years ago that where I'm sitting now would just feel like an up completely but literally every day every week there's ups and downs and this overwhelm is just one part of that definitely the down part of it but I fully believe that life is 50 50 and this is something that we just have to be equipped and have the tools to deal with and keep on using trial and error try this technique of acknowledging accepting asking taking action And see if that helps you, whether it's with overwhelm or a problem, any kind of negative situation. I think if you implement this, it is a really useful framework to get you to the other side of it, just to give you some guidance so you don't feel so lost and, you know, like you're out in the middle of the ocean without floaties and (laughs) sinking. So give it a try. Acknowledge, accept, ask, action. They're your four steps. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to today and If you have, jump into the show notes. I'll link a few episodes there. And if you want more help, we can always do one-on-one coaching. Just reach out on Instagram. I'm at Michaela Campbell. Always happy to answer your questions and have a chat if you want about what coaching could do for you because this is all the tools and the techniques that we implement in coaching to help you kind of tackle each day as it comes. So thanks for listening and I'll chat to you guys next time. Bye.